We're back. And we are still rocking and rolling with Chris Proctor and Natalie Newhart. This is the second part of the Power Block, your home fitness podcast, Ab Panel. Yes, it is. You ready to keep going? I would love to keep going and finish this morsel off. More, let's chew on it, shall we? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to talk about boredom and belly fat and how boredom and belly fat go together like ramalamalama. Right. And when I'm bored, when I'm and because I'm only human, when I'm bored, when I'm watching whatever, I'll pull out some dots pretzels and then all of a sudden the bag's gone. You know, so if I'm if I'm overwhelmed or like you said, food gives you feelings. Natalie, you were talking about feels and food, which go together. Right. So when you're feeling bored, when you're feeling overwhelmed, how is it that we can I don't want to say train ourselves, but flex a different muscle? Rather than going mm-hmm. to food, how can we not eat when we're, you know, not hungry? Don't eat when you're not hungry. Don't eat because mm-hmm. it's just boredom. Does anyone have anything to throw down about boredom and belly fat? Um, you know, I, I think I think really the first thing you got to do is ask, you know, ask yourself that question, right? Okay, am I actually hungry right now? Because I think a lot of a lot of the a lot of the sort of transformations for people, I think that occur come along with increased awareness of things right so um you know like you know i always hear people joke about the uh, three handfuls of chips you eat while you're looking in the pantry not trying to decide what you want to eat right um so i think before you know when you when you you know plop down on that couch in front of the tv or whatever you're doing and you find yourself reaching for whatever you know asking yourself okay am i actually hungry right now or am i just kind of eating this because it's there um, and then the other thing, and, and, and then the other thing is too, is thinking of maybe a healthier swap. Okay. Like, and, and this is actually, this is something I've done a lot lately. That's been really helpful is like, okay, if I'm going to snack on something right now that I'm going to reach for the blueberries or the grapes or the carrots or something like that, it's not going to be the handful of chips. And that's not to say that I won't eat that handful of chips ever at all, but I try to maintain that mindset of like, okay, I'm not actually hungry right now, or I, am I actually can I swap that with something healthier? And I think asking that question of like, okay, am I actually hungry right now can be tremendously helpful. But then obviously it also comes down or back around to the discipline of saying like, okay, I'm not going to eat this right now because I don't need to. Mm. And the swap. I like the swap. That's the awareness. That's the intention around it. And I know, mm-hmm. Natalie, you actually said the word intuitive earlier when we were talking about nutrition is that something that you kind of bring to the table when working with people is the intuitive eating because if you aren't hungry if you're bored you're overwhelmed how do you stop yourself from the playing the record of go eat something Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so like chris said like first off the, the problem is most people aren't aware they don't they haven't practiced that awareness it's a skill like it's literally a skill um and right now the nervous system like everything is is it's a record like you were saying it's a tape that's playing Mm -hmm. in the background it's like these hidden forces or i like to call them the silent ghost that um is there's always a silent ghost driving your actions the question is are you aware of what that is um, and any, you know, a lot of some people when they're bored, they don't go for food. They do other things. Maybe they scroll social media. Maybe they mm-hmm. drink. Maybe they write to do lists. Maybe they work more. You know, so we all have our thing, our fix to 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 feel to to feel different, right? 
But as we know, it doesn't ever create that thing that we actually are looking for. You know, when we're when we're bored, it's like we look for food because we want some type of pleasure or relief or something, right? We're looking for something. And so um, you've got to create that awareness that has to be trained. Um, and then, you know, and then asking yourself, you know, in that moment, like, am I actually hungry? Like, first off, like, how am I feeling? What is there? Oh, I'm just bored or something in my day isn't going right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm frustrated. Okay. I see that. Um, you know, what is it that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really looking for what, it, you know, oh, I just want to feel a sense of relief. I just want to feel calm. I just want to feel happy or something. Okay. And so then the tool there is to just breathe. We've got to turn that emotion off. We've got to get outside of that record, that tape that's playing, um, you know, of whatever that is, the boredom or the stress and just completely turn it off. Like, just like a switch through the breath. Um, and then, you know, uh, ask yourself, like, what is the, the way that I'd like to feel? Like we, we can, can, we can, we can feel any way we want just by putting our focus on in a particular direction, right? I can focus on how shitty my day is going or how, like how many things I have to do on my list and how the time I don't have, and I can activate overwhelm or I can focus on, well, actually I only have to do that one thing. And that thing's kind of cool or kind of fun because, you know, like I can activate like a different feeling. Sure. And then all of a sudden, like, it's, I don't, I'm not looking to that food to feel better because you know, you see what I'm saying? I'm Absolutely. not trying to like fill the gap. Well, both of you said so, the word right. kind of swap, which I wanted to kind of call to, you can do the swap of if you're going to eat and you want to perpetuate that record for now, make sure that we're swapping with blueberries, grapes, instead of chips, cubes, cheese, whatever it is. Right. So we have swap in that idea, but Natalie was talking about the mindset switch, that swap, because as we've already been talking about those records or societal norms, so to speak, that are just running in the background, it's naturally negative. You know, we're, we're taught to be naturally negative, whereas the swaps in itself are being more positive on purpose. And that's kind of the mindset switch in both of these areas. What you're both talking about is being more positive, being more cognizant, more aware and putting more intention into it. All, but you're never around. changing the actual pattern if you're just swapping it with healthy foods and you can still get fat off healthy foods like you can eat yeah, chicken swap one eat, swap yeah. one to be and then and then realize the record for swap two because that's that's where the mm-hmm. the meat's going to be really mm-hmm. i dig it yeah thanks squad i appreciate those swaps dan where do you want to go from here brother okay Anything? so since we're kind of on the uh the topic of nutrition one of the things here at power block specifically with this podcast that we really want to try to do is break down some myths and misconceptions and um in fact we've done a couple episodes on benefit or bullshit where we uh <laughs> we tap we tackle a topic and, and discuss whether or not it's really good for you so i want to throw something down here that could possibly co- be controversial and i really i hope it is so oh boy. um <laughs> Since we're talking about abs and weight loss, I'm going to use the S word. Let's talk about supplements, can we? Um, When we go through social media, there are so many different things about this is how you lose weight. This is how you do that. Slice an onion in half and tape it to your kidney and you'll lose 20 pounds by morning. You know, ridiculous garbage like this. So let's talk about that a little bit. You know, specifically, let's focus on supplements. So... um, Chris, tell me about supplements. Are there any that you would actually recommend? And are there any that you would like to publicly call out and say, don't touch these? Specifically for weight loss or just in general? Well, let's let's keep it narrowed down to weight loss specifically, yeah. 
No, I, I don't recommend any. I think I think at best they're giving you a very very minimal benefit. Um, you know, I, I've seen I've seen some studies that indicate like apple cider vinegar can help with that. But however, the the they haven't been very large study sizes, and I th- I think um, the the difference that it's shown has been pretty minimal and certainly not enough to impact your health in any significant way. So I think on the whole, weight loss supplements are are total bullshit, and people would be much better off investing their time and energy just being consistent, trying to make some healthier food choices, and just being a little more patient um, as opposed to just trying to grab that quick fix thing that we're all, you know, everybody's looking for that. Right. I mean, we're, we're impatient as humans. I think people just want that instant gratification. Like I often say, we live in a microwave society. We want everything in five minutes. We want what we wanted yesterday, but you know, unfortunately that's just not how it works. How about you, Natalie? Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with Chris. Like, first off, like I mean, the body is magnificent on its own if you just learn how to take care of it, you know, and do what it what it what it needs. If you learn how to listen to it and you move it and you um, you take care of the the inner forces that are driving your behaviors of, you know, whether you're moving and what you're eating. With that said, though, um, I do like after we have mastered sort of that inner game with my clients, um, there are certain things that we can do to speed up you know, um, or accelerate fat loss from stubborn body fat areas, you know, specifically for women where, you know, um, there's certain times in their period where estrogen is really low, estrogen and progesterone are really low. And so we can go in there and, you know, um, accelerate fat release from the cells um, just by timing it with their period. And then also, you know, we can add on some things like yohimbine, um, green tea ex- extract, um, uh, you know, stuff like that to to kind of speed up to to help that release you know accelerate that a little bit more um but other than that though i only would put that in at like the very you know last three months of of working with a client like everything else should be they've got to have everything dialed in um and then you know we would we would add in the supplements the the period like cycling with the period though that works really well on its own you know that can help change body shape quicker i love that you mentioned that the the cycling i mean males have their own cycles well arcadian circadian rhythm all of these things so when you're working along with a cycle you know that's that's something to think about as we age and how do we work within our own cycles to actually work with 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 it that is so cool that you're not just shoving something in their face all the time take this every single day which a lot of supplement companies do that you're actually pulling back and saying, use this at a time where it's going to be the most effective, where it's going to be the most efficient for your body to handle it and work with it. I think that's really Mm -hmm. awesome that you're using cycles. So thanks for bringing that up and segueing into as we get older, what are some things that we should be or would be amazing to be more cognizant of along with cycles, right? As we're, we're gaining more age, how should our ways that we approach weight loss and weight gain maybe change than when we're 20, 30 years old. Does that connect? Yeah. Um, Natalie, would you like to start on this one? Sure. Um, I, I feel like we're probably going to say very similar things. Um, you know, it's it definitely changes, you know, with, as you age. And if you're not seeing results, it's probably because you're trying to do the th- same thing that you did when you were 20. You know, the things that mm-hmm. worked for us when we were 20 aren't going to work for us later, at least for women. I don't know as much for guys. Um, so, you know, and, and as we, you know, like when we're twenties, I like to think of it like, Hey, yeah, well, that was the time to go hard, do CrossFit, like high intensity, just go crazy. Right. 
Um, you know, maybe we're doing that 90% of the time we're doing 10% recovery. And then, you know, more in our thirties, I like to think of it, maybe it's like, um, you know, maybe 60, 40, like 60% of that kind of high intensity stuff, 40% recovery. And then in your forties and maybe it's, you know, it's less, you know, so maybe it's like 70, 30 and then 60, 40 in your forties, like Mm -hmm. 60, like, you know, kind of training, um, and then 40% recovery. And then just, it just, as you get older, we should be adding in more R&R type stuff, more slow, relaxed walking, more, um, you know, instead of doing so much, um, you know, high intensity, we want to be doing more like just strength training, um, you know, not being so hard on the body, maybe doing, you know, more yoga, foam rolling, taking care of the body in that way. Um, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't sound fun, but it's the way to the body that you want. And you just got to be willing to adapt, to change, you know, mm. to, to, to change with the body. I mean, the body's like, you, you the body's going to win. Like it doesn't matter what you want. It, 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 it's just whatever the body needs, what it wants. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I think, I think those are super solid points. And I think uh, to the point about sort of uh, having to modify maybe how you're training or what you're doing, I think as, as we tend to get older, you're going to see that if you want to call it like margin of error before your body is going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa what are you doing? Um, it, I think it does get a little bit smaller. And I think really the main thing is, as people age is, is we have to be cognizant of staying active and having that mindfulness of saying, you know, how did I move my body today? And that, it, you know, that doesn't mean you have to go in the gym and empty the tank five days a week and, ha- you know, go, go all out. But it means just being mindful of knowing like, okay, I need to be active. Cause I think that's really what happens when, people tend to start gaining weight as they get older. And they, the, I think to me, the low hanging fruit is like, oh, my metabolism's broken or it's because I'm older when realistically our, our metabolism, barring any sort of obviously any health issue, um, our metabolism really stays pretty consistent between age 20 and age 60. And I think a lot of times what's happening is people are not only reducing their levels of activity, but then also increasing maybe their, their intake of certain foods or eating just a higher volume of food. So that's kind of that combination of things that is going to lead to weight gain, which people, again, going back to what we talked about earlier with like awareness of just being aware of that. And and I just think a lot of people aren't right. They're not sitting there like, huh, you know, I haven't really exercised in like a year and a half. I'm also eating a lot of this and that, you know, and I think, I think just again, to bring back again, that, that concept of being aware of behaviors and Mm -hmm. things like that becomes even more important as we age. Yes, back to the awareness, back to the intention, 100%. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, now, it's huge. With, with awareness and intention, are there anything that you both feel that should be avoided when it comes to working out abdominals, uh, what to do in the kitchen? And what, what I mean by avoided is like injury, that kind of thing. If, if we're talking about progression into more, um, you know, as we age, is there anything that you feel like you would tell one of your clients that you should maybe avoid? Um, I think for me, I mean, I don't really have any like specific, like off limit exercises for me. Everything's like case by case basis. Um, I had, uh, I have a client right now who has, um, uh, after having kids, she has uh, diastasis recti. So that, mm. that, you know, that separation of the, of the abdominals and that, so she can't do like planks and things like that without some pretty serious discomfort. So for me, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily have a, a list of sort of off limit exercises. It's always case by case in terms of what, you know, restrictions, limitations, injuries people might have uh, to work around. Yeah, I would say, you know, 
same thing. I think it's uh, and it's based on the individual and like just you you having to know your body. And I think that a lot of people, what they end up doing is they they attach themselves to plans, and they they think that I have to do this this plan. I have to do it exactly the way it's written, or I have to do yes. you know, <laughs> go hard every single day and without asking like where's the body at today they never stop to ask that question and as a result they never see results or they just end up getting hurt and that becomes a repetitive pattern so you just let's just like chris said you know asking the question am i hungry also asking this has to be something that you do as you get older is just asking where's the body at today on a scale of one to ten like where's it at you know what does it need um because it's not going to be the same anymore like it you know it won't be able to go as hard as we used to and if you keep tying yourself to those plans of, oh, I, I have to do the plan, even though like my, my knees hurt or I'm tired, like that's going to lead to injury. So just being aware of, you know, if you just ask that question, that will, pre- that could, that, that should prevent you from going there, you yeah. know, avoiding stress triggers is what it sounds like. And, and yeah, I, I mean, just, just learning how to connect to your, how to listen more as opposed to just force. Oh, I love that. Listen instead of force. That was really good. That's huge. That's that's I love that, Natalie. That's awesome. Dan, did you have anything on that before we roll into the wrap up? I don't have anything additional to add to that. No, this has been absolutely fantastic stuff that we've got going on here. I would actually love to know on both of you kind of the final question. What do you feel all of our listeners should know about weight gain, body fat, belly fat? What do you want them to take away from this and just know if they're going to up their game, if they're an advanced, if they're just beginning, what do you feel like every person on earth needs to know about weight gain, weight loss, belly fat? You know, no for pressure. me, I think... <laughs> for, you got 20 me, seconds, think, go. Right. <laughs> the first thing they need to understand is it's going to take longer than they want it to. That's just a fact. Um, and I think also, um, yes, nutrition may be a part of it, but there's a lot of other things which Natalie has touched on, um, you know, beautifully throughout this entire conversation about managing those outside stressors. Because as much as we want to focus on, you know, nutrition and say, well, calories in, calories out, there's a lot more that goes into whether or not you're able to manage, lose, or, or whatever any amount of body fat that you're trying to lose. It's a lot more than simply just what we're eating. There's a lot more that goes into it. So paying attention to the whole picture um, of your lifestyle, your stressors, your sleep, all that stuff. Yeah, um, I would say that working harder is going to stop working for you. And we get stuck there because it's what worked in the past. It's what the internet is telling you to do. You know, um, and it's we when we work hard, you feel like you're doing something. You feel like you're getting ahead. It's all we know. Right. Um, and it's what you see on diet shows. So but if you're eventually you'll probably get to a point, hopefully, that you'll notice that, oh, this isn't really working. Right. I'm working really hard, harder than, you know, the people around me or whatever. And I'm not looking any better year to year. And so hopefully in that moment, you let you instead of doing the same thing or doubling down, which is what most people do, which is, you know, kind of what our instinct is to do. You just take you 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 take a different approach. Mm-hmm. You realize that um, there's people out there that don't work super hard and they look really fit and lean. And that's you know, so get out of your bubble of thinking that this is the only way because you're only thinking that because of what you've learned in the past and it's who you surround yourself with and what you listen to. And, and that you're going to be stuck in that, that, that bubble. And so 
break free, get, get yourself, go, go, go spend some time with people that are fit and aren't spending every day in the gym. There's millions of people like that, Mm -hmm. you know? So just give yourself permission to see that there's a different reality out there. Um, especially if it's not working. Well, choose the way, choose the way for you, choose the reality for you. Right. Right. I would say, yeah, the lifestyle that you want. Yeah. Do what feels good in so many different ways. Yes. Do what feels good. It might not be running or doing 80,000 crunches a day. It might not be, I mean, I don't think that would be good for anybody, honestly. But doing no, what feels go good rock climbing, intuitively. Go, you know, kayaking or whatever. Like you can, you can do different stuff and be fit. Follow what feels good. I love that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, sisters, missers, that mm. is our ad panel. I wanted to wrap up because, um, you know, and, and what following following what feels good could be solo or it could be working with someone like either of you. I would love to know exactly, again, where can we find you? How can we work with you? If you've been listening and Natalie is saying things that are like bing, 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 or Chris is just ringing your bells, I really would love to know how can we follow up with you guys and how can we connect our listeners with you? Sure. Um, you know, as I said in the beginning, I'm on, I'm on Instagram a lot. That's my main social media outlet. So you can find me over there at Chris Proctor Wellness. Um, you're welcome to follow me, shoot me a message, whatever. Um, and, uh, or just shoot me an email at chrisproctorwellness at gmail.com. And who do you best work with? I just want to ask one follow-up question. And to you too, as Natalie, yeah. is who would be your, you know, our ideal person or who, who would want to work with you looking at your expertise and what you have in your background? Um, I think somebody who is ready for a coach who is going to meet them where they're at and not try to force strategies on them because I believe that they're the best strategies because as, I, as I've said before, I think I said earlier on today, what's optimal is and what someone is willing to do um, might be two very different things, right? So I think if, if someone's looking for a coach who's going to listen, um, be empathetic and meet them where they're at and, and help them to move towards their fitness goals in a way that feels good for them, I'm your guy. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. How about you, Natalie? Sure. Um, yeah, so you can find me on uh, Instagram at natalie.newhart. I also have a podcast. It's called Fit Chick for Life. Um, and and yeah, just reach out to me through Instagram. That's the, the easiest way. And I run, you know, I do, I work one-on-one with, uh, with clients. I also run group classes and I also have a, um, a free sort of intro course that, you know, that people can engage in a three week intro course, just kind of get a taste of, you know, kind of this, what I consider it's like self mastery work. So awesome. And that's the inner game is what I'm, that's like the The inner inner game. game. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly, it's like mastering the, that's, that's keeping you from the body you want, but also, Hey, if you want to create a different uh, body, a better relationship, more success in your life, like we, we really master, you know, um, the the inner game that's that's creating things that you don't want and i and i tell help you i teach you how to get unstuck and create the the life that you want the things that you want in your life so but yeah awesome thank you both once again we at power black truly appreciate your time thanks for being a part of this panel here during ab august we've been talking about weight loss we've been talking about not just abdominals and the blocks that that we were earlier uh discussing but we really want to thank you again for your time and being experts at what you do uh and creating ripples of change with intention and intuition and awareness and attention to details uh that everyone deserves to feel good Follow the feels for reals. Absolutely. Am I right? Absolutely. <laughs> Dig it, guys. Thank you so much. We uh, hope to see you guys soon. Thank you thank so you much. I yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. We'll let you know when we're releasing and we'll send you all the details. Sounds good. Sounds good. Oh, cool. I'll thank follow you. up with both of you. Have an awesome all day. Right. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye, Bye. guys. Woo.
What'd you think about our first panel, Bun? I'll let you get your headphones on. Uh, thank you. What'd thank you think you, about our first panel, buddy? I thought that was absolutely fantastic. I, I felt like I was on CNN there for a second. Really? So. <laughs> oh, wow. No, no, it was just really good. I think it's a great format. Um, I think it's a great formula, and it's a lot of fun to bring in different people to actually have different viewpoints and different ideas um, bouncing off of one each, one of other, each other you right, know, as right. we go through this. And I really enjoy it. So one of the reasons I did want to have Natalie is because she does have a, a, a different spin, a different way of looking at things, where mm-hmm. it is more intuitive, it is more yeah. listening to your body. But then on the, on the side of Chris, I mean, he really... He wants to just help people, like he said, yeah. where they're at. Yeah. So they're both phenomenal trainers in different ways. And yep. I loved I loved having both of those perspectives to kind of flip around different ideas as yeah. to, well, you know, someone might want to train really, really hard, but someone might not want to train at all. Or maybe their body's right. not with that in yeah. their cycle of life at yeah. that time. Yeah. So to be more open and think about it, like, wait a minute, I, I don't have to have a massive structure or I don't have to do 80,000 right. crunches a day right. or run in the morning at 5 a.m. or whatever that may be. It doesn't have to look like that. It can look like whatever feels good to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the one of the things that I really appreciate about this is walking into this uh, specific episode, I had a lot of things in my mind as to what this was going to be, what this was going to be about, how we were going to approach and everything like that. And once we got into it, I suddenly realized that there were so many different facets, so many different aspects that I didn't even (laughs) think about as we were running into it specifically, because we're approaching, you know, the topic of abs and weight loss in general as a lot of people focus on you know belly fat because that's really what we think about is how do we trim the dad bod down how do we get rid of that muffin top so those are the things specifically that we're trying to get rid of and so in focusing on abs we're like okay the key things we're going to be talking about is exercise and nutrition those are the key things well wait a second (laughs) right the 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 mental aspect of it is plays a massive massive role in all of this too, so you're so I know from my aspect I was completely missing a, a whole component, to, you know, to this whole element, you and just, that's why I like this these episodes and, and things like this because it it brings it all back together for you. You just got a Yahtzee, absolutely. Yeah, you just got a Yahtzee, absolutely. The mental aspect, you know, and and that's funny because what we were looking at, as you mentioned in the episode, was myths and misconceptions, right? Yeah. Can I do I if I eat fat, will I get fat? Yeah. Uh, do I have to do fasted cardio? Do I, you know, so many yeah. different, and like, like Natalie said, that's what the internet, that's what the internet tells you. You know, I mean, think about how many, mm-hmm. how many times do you look up how to lose body fat and it just goes into all of these things where really, as Natalie was, and Chris as well, mm-hmm. it's all about being present to your body and asking, how do I feel today? And right. what do I need? Right. Which I don't think, I, I think that's the most mainstream idea that we got from this episode when I asked, what do you feel like, like should be more mainstream is, it's really the mental part of it is yeah. such a massive thing. Yeah. It really truly is. Yeah. Yeah. The whole mental side of it is the inner game, as Natalie it, called it. it exactly. Your stress levels, you know, as Natalie and Chris, you know, talked about, are really going to affect how your body stores and processes fat. Yes. You know, th- that amount of cortisol is going to affect um, the fat processing of it. But in terms of the mental aspect, it's also going to affect the outside of that. The mental aspect is going to determine what you're eating, when you're eating, how are you working out, when are you working out, mm-hmm. are you working out. So all, so it, it it's such an overarching presence that to ignore it would be uh, criminal. Criminal. It really would. And you're not doing yourself a favor. You're not helping yourself. You're not going to make any gains if you just think you're strong enough to overlook all of that. That's very Fiona Apple of you. Yeah. Criminal. Yes. <laughs> ben, thank you so much. Bun. Ben. 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 Bun. Ben Bun. 
Bun, it's been fun. How about that? That's where I was going. Perfect. Bun, it's been fun. Thank you so much for being the moderators, for being for keeping us on time. Hey. And That's thanks for being a part of this panel. I really would like to try this again. Thank you for all of you that are paying attention, that are listening, subscribing, supporting. Thanks for being a part of the Power Block squad. We really appreciate it. Hashtag blockheads. We will be back next time with more awesome people. We've got some superhero stuff coming up. Like the That's trainer. Some- no, listen. The trainers of superheroes. Wow. Movie superheroes. Wow. That's what we've got coming up. So we, cool. Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to a lot of other things coming up here at the podcast. Is there anything else you want to leave them with, Bun? Um, nope, that's it. Sounds toodles. Good. Yep, toodles. Toodles. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>